Welcome to the B&E Podcast with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the creative process and finding the balance between artistry and industry. Entirely uncut and unscripted. Folks, welcome to another episode of the B and the E podcast. And uh, we don't exactly know what we're going to talk about today, but it's supposed to be topical. So yeah. here's the thing. We decided it would be this. Don't fight it when you don't know what to do. Because we just sat around for like half an hour trying to figure out what the hell to talk about today and we couldn't really think of anything. Yeah. Because we're both tired and it's hot out and there's all sorts of reasons. And then we thought, you know what? That happens sometimes. Yeah. That's part of the creative process. You, you know, you just have these days where you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm not sure. And, and then you can kind of get frustrated with yourself because you feel like you should. And so, uh, yeah, uh, we'll just see how this goes. <laughs> yes, we sure will. We sure will. Won't you join us? <laughs> Won't you in, join us? In seeing how this goes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. Every now and then these days happen where like we're, we both come in for whatever reason. We're both just kind of low energy. No particular reason I can think of. I got to bed at a decent hour last night. Got eight hours sleep. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what's happening. But here we are. And yeah, we spent like a good half hour, at least trying to think of, uh, of a good topic to have for everybody. And we were tossing around this idea and that idea. And they were all kind of like, eh, I don't know, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And it's just, but nothing that really felt good. And then it was just like, well, I don't want to fight this anymore. I don't want to fight this you know, sometimes you just got to look at the present situation and say, what is just happening right now? And it's just like, shit, I'm like, I just feel like we're fighting this right now. Like we're wrestling with it. I don't want to fight it. So here we are talking about not fighting it. (laughs) Well, I think it's also like trying to, trying to do things right or trying to do them the way you think they should go. You know, that's, I guess that's part of the part of this thing. I mean, that happens for me with writing, you know, some days it's just like, I don't really want to write, but like, I'll just sit down and I'll do it anyway. And, um, I usually find after I get doing it, it starts to end up going somewhere at some point, but most of the, most of the time it's just sitting down and trying to do it. So yeah, hopefully it works the hardest battle. (laughs) Hopefully it works with this podcast, but I think that's like, I think that's part of the struggle, you know, is like, how, how often are we fighting ourselves and how often do we let the fight like win and then just be like, you know, walk away or call it off or go do something else. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's something about like showing up for yourself and just saying like, I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to do this writing, this painting, this music or whatever. And, and cause you said you do it, you go and do it. And the whole time you can be like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is working. I'm not particularly excited about it or enjoying it or anything, but you know, you go forward, you do it. And then maybe, maybe something happens, but either way you kind of feel good that you actually went out and did it. Yeah. Yeah. I find that there's, and I've had experiences of writing or, or with acting as well, where I'm, I've stepped out or in front of like in front of the screen or whatever to start working. And I'm just like, I, I'm like, I don't, 
I want to fucking do this. Mm. You know, like I just, I, I just don't want to do this right now, but here we go, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, and, and, and I've ended up actually doing some not too bad work from that place because I find that there's eventually a switch point. Not always, but sometimes there's a switch point mm. where it's like, you're, I'm begrudgingly going through something, you know, I'm typing away or I'm going about doing this scene and I'm just like, I don't have the energy for this, or at least I don't feel like I've got the energy to do it. Don't want to do it. Don't feel motivated. Don't feel inspired. I don't feel excited. I feel like this is just like, this is labor. Mm. Uh, and then once you start to just kind of throw it away a little bit, I found that eventually I start not throwing it away. Hmm. I start out kind of throwing it away and just be like, well, I don't know. Um, maybe he says this. <laughs> All right. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Fuck you. It's <laughs> like, I'm saying fuck you after every like little thing that, that I'm doing. It's just right. like, fuck this. Right. And next thing you know, you kind of start enjoying yourself a little bit. You start kind of enjoying this sort like the freedom of just saying like, fuck it. Right. Because like, as we've discovered, like we're not, you're not putting really anything on it anymore. Mm. Right. Like you're not making it so important. You're already kind of agreed that to yourself or you've allowed yourself to be shit or you allowed yourself to just like do shit work. You know, there's a window and, and next thing you know, you put a few things out there and you're like, Oh, that's, oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> this is going not horribly. It's like, well, and next thing you know, you start getting a little bit more invested, a little more invested, a little more invested, and you might end up working for who knows, right? Like you just keep going and going. Yeah. And now you're actually in it. Right. And you're excited. And then, and then you've turned it around completely. I'm not going to say that always happens though. Sometimes it's like, it, it is a drudge and I'll, I'll, I'll put something down after like 10 minutes, but mm. I'll say like, well, whatever. I put in some time, like I committed some time to doing it. It's done. Right. Yeah. And then, and then step away because we also talked about that as a potential topic of like taking a step back, Yeah, you know, taking like taking a breath, you know, when, you know, you, you don't really quite know what to do or what direction to go into. Just like take a breath, take a step back. Don't freak out. Don't panic. Just take a breath there's nothing wrong with that sometimes either. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, the show must go on kind of thing. Yes. But sometimes, yeah, the show must go on as well. Sometimes the show must go on. Um, you know, I I was thinking one thing that can get me unstuck is asking questions. Mm. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe something we could do is just to get ourselves unstuck is just to ask some questions that, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, things that might, might be curious about or, or, or whatever. Like, um, you know, I, like, like, I don't know, like, for example, what was the, what was the biggest highlight of your acting career for you? The biggest highlight of my acting career? Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, like the moment for you that where you felt like, wow, this is, this is really an awesome moment. What'd you say? Um, and why was it your highlight? I would say, uh, it was, um, it was doing an episode of Smallville 
actually. And it was like the season, I can't remember if it was season, I want to say it was like season nine or something. And I got to be on the finale, like the season finale episode. And they'd written kind of a nice part in it for me because Mm -hmm. like, I was like always just like doing sort of like a funny gag type of thing. But, uh, and I got to work with, um, this awesome guy, I believe his name is Greg Beeman. He's like, he, and just the guy's done so much stuff and he's been the creator and like built shows up from the ground that were huge hits and stuff. Mm. So, and this guy was just like, man, just, just awesome. Like just wanted to have like input from everybody. And for me, who was just like, Oh, I'm just like, you know, cause this is like from some years back. And it's like, I was just like this little, like young, eager actor, just, you know, willing to please ready to go, you know, uh, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Uh, before I, I, in, in many ways, I, I feel like I started to find my legs as, as an artist, but it was, um, it was a cool moment to just be like in that professional of a setting, you know, because like I've had great moments in other types of settings, but that like Smallville is probably like the most, the most professional sort of, you know, setting I've ever been on and to have been brought into there and like being asked for my input, being asked, like, how do we want to do this? And just being, and also being like, let's just play, Mm. you know, it was just like the energy I remember was absolutely electric, like with everybody, like everybody was just buzzing off of the energy that the director had brought in and Mm. everyone was like, let's have some fun. Like, let's do this. And it was a fun scene to shoot too. Cause like, you know, I've, I've got my arms full of like, like, uh, like, like flower baskets and stuff. And there's like the extras are just flying around. It's like the daily planet and just like maneuvering through all of these people. Like I was actually like, there was no acting necessarily required because I was actually just trying to avoid <laughs> like running into people. Yeah. Like it was just like, I was playing like fucking Frogger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to shoot this set. And it was just like, it was, it was such a fantastic experience. It was just so much fun. And it was, it was like, let's do the work, but let's not like, let's enjoy it. Like Mm. there was a, you know, it was, everybody was just there. Like, let's enjoy doing this. It wasn't, it wasn't a drudge, you know, it was like, it was, let's all do our jobs and make it great. You know, like, Sounds like not the, worry about it too much. Sounds like the director really came in and created an environment for everyone to flourish. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, yeah, I've had that experience. I've, I, I mean, I've had that experience on a, a movie I was on. It was like an action movie, um, and I had to run. Uh, basically, it was like this drug deal, and then my character grabs the bag after everybody's been shot because he he manages not to get shot in this big shootout. Yeah, and then he grabs the bag and he tries to run, and they. And, and they, a few of the guys chase him down in a truck. And then I had to do this kind of, I did my own stunt too, where I kind of like bail on the ground and, um, it, and then they run out and they pull a shotgun on me and they actually like shoot me like a dog, like in the ground, it's like <laughs> super, super vicious. Yeah. Right? But, um, I remember when I was, when I was doing it, like the, the, the whole way they set it all up and I could hear the truck like coming up behind me and all this, it, it didn't require a lot of like, like acting to feel really scared because 
just the way it was done, it felt so real. Like, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, and the shotgun thing, obviously like the, the way they did it afterwards, they added visual effects and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, sometimes like you're on set and that's kind of cool thing about a movie when it's set up in a way where you actually kind of almost, I mean, you still know you're safe cause you're on set, but like you, you get to experience something because of the way it's been designed. That's yeah. really cool. I mean, yeah, it, you know, th- those types of things I really love about acting. I mean, it kind of reminds me why I like being on set so much, you know, because of that part of it. I was actually having a talk with a friend the other day and, you know, we were comparing like, he's, he's a writer and we were comparing like what kind of movies we like. And I find that for me, I tend to like movies that are a lot more like, I don't know, I'd say, um, uh, kind of grounded. They're more character driven. They're more like, uh, they're more driven by like really good acting and really good story. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas he was much more interested in spectacle stuff. Like he wants to see this, he wants to see the big explosions, the car chases, the, you know, the, the, and so it's all great. It was interesting because to me, a lot of this spectacle stuff, I'm like, I could like, I don't care about the spectacle stuff unless some story and characters there. Yeah. But for him, like he would, he would rather spectacle and then he's like, if there's character and story in that, that's great. Like, it's like mm. totally opposite. But I found that was, that was really funny. But for me, I, I find like, um, that's the neat thing about movies is that you can kind of have that spectacle quality. And sometimes if you're, especially if you're an actor, you get to be a part of the spectacle that's going on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that was, that, that was a big part of what makes film great. In many ways, spectacle is part of what makes film as great as it is. Like it was, it's able to do things that, you know, the stage can't quite do, Mm -hmm. you know, the stage is almost, it's better for the stage works better for certain stories. Um, than film does and vice versa, right? They kind of have their place, but yeah, it's like in film, you kind of want a little bit of spectacle. I think even in something that's, you know, kind of a, a very intimate, you know, character piece, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like some kind of element of spectacle that you can always get like that kind of that movie magic, Mm -hmm. you know, like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Spectacle can just be like a great shot on like a, on like a, a rain soaked street at night or something, you know, like that's like some, to me, that's what is spectacle for me Mm. in film is it it doesn't necessarily have to do with like big, like a big sweeping shot or big effects shot and explosions and stuff like that. It's just like, it's about capturing magic of a moment Mm. of a real moment, a real place kind of showing the, um, and to me, that's why I've always loved cinematography is just like, to me, it's like show the poetry of the, of, of, this place, Mm. you know, of what we're looking at the setting, right? Like, because it's, I've had moments in my life where I've just like caught myself kind of like, you know, lost in my own head. And then suddenly kind of looked around me and been like, just completely staggered by the place I was standing. Mm. And to me, I think that's kind of where I think movies are great is that they kind of, they show it to you they frame it. And suddenly there's this, there's this image and you go, that's just so beautiful. Mm. And it's like, that's every day, you know, so much of us are just like kind of walking around, not aware that this shit is happening around us all the time. Right. Right. And so I think film kind of 
can show us those beautiful things. Mm. Um, so yeah, to me, that's like, that's when, that's all the spectacle I need. It's mm. just like, just show me like, just show me the beauty, you know, just give me beautiful shots and beautiful locations. And it doesn't have to be like exotic locations. Just like show me something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's cool. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think it, it, it's different for everybody. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, I think like I went walking around the other day and I was walking around through the city and I was exploring some different streets and, and things that I had never gone before. And I stumbled across this park I didn't even know existed. And I'd actually Mm. be surprised if many people in Vancouver knew it existed. And I walked into it and it was like, um, it's like in the middle of, um, it's not in the middle of the city. It's kind of, uh, basically you're in Vancouver. It's up on like 33rd or no, it's like 38th and like near, I think, uh, I don't know. I want to say Canby or Granville or somewhere right around there. I, I don't really remember. I walked West, but anyway, I walked this like little magical little place like that I'd never seen before. And I was like, wow, I can't even believe this place exists, you know, like here in Vancouver. Yeah. Because the way it's designed is like, um, it's like really tall grass. Um, but like kind of pathways cut through it. And like in one little area, there's a bunch of trees that have kind of been cut down, but they've been left like an art piece. Mm. And like someone carved a chair out of like a taller one. So you can like sit on it, like, like almost like a King would sit on it. Yeah. It's cut out of a tree. And then there's all these little stumps that are around it. Um, and they're all just like natural, natural growth. Mm -hmm. And like, um, it looks like something out of, uh, you know, I don't know, Lord of the Rings or, you know, something like that, like very mythical, very cool little, little place. And, um, you know, as there, I was immediately thinking like, wow, you could, you know, you could film this if you were, if, you know, if you, if you did it right, you could, you could capture something like this and you can make a really amazing environment for like film or something. Yeah. I think that's kind of, you know, that's kind of part of it too. I think when people think spectacle though, these days they think like car chases and explosions and superheroes and stuff like that, but yeah, it doesn't always have to be that complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And big moments or something like that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of things that you can associate and they, they, there's not a right or a wrong answer to it. You know, like there's spectacle is all of those things and more, right? Mm -hmm. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. It's like about moments, I think more than anything. Yeah. You like game of Thrones? Mm -hmm. I do. Although I'm not caught up. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not totally caught up yet either, but game of Thrones is not as much spectacle as people think. That's the interesting thing about it. I mean, there is some spectacle, there's some really cool things and visuals and what stuff that's going on. Yeah. But if you look at the story, it's actually very character driven and very like story driven. Yeah. And people say like, Oh, this, this is the best thing. So like, I mean, my argument is that I think if you have great story and great character and you add spectacle to it and you enhance it, or you create an environment where it will naturally have spectacle around it, that the spectacle will be much more enhanced with less happening. But if you have a really weak character development story and your story isn't very strong, then you need a lot of spectacle to kind of like overcome the fact that the character and, you know, the storyline isn't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I think of something like spectacle done poorly, I think of something like Batman versus Superman or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Where it's like all spectacle, very little character development and, and whatnot. And so like, if, 
it's Batman, it's Superman, you could argue like, yeah, it was really great. But if it was like super dude and, and bat, bat guy, like, you know, it's people that no one knew, right. Yeah. Or whatever, just make up some other characters and you threw them into that where there was no pre-sold franchise and someone just started this thing. Most people probably be like, that was pretty stupid. But the thing is, is because it's the comic book thing, we give it a lot of breaks. You know what I mean? And so uh, I think like, that's something like I'm, I'm always looking at, I'm always looking at movies and kind of going, okay, like what was really good here and what were they able to actually get away with? Mm -hmm. Just because like, I think when you look at Hollywood movies, especially when it's a pre-sold franchise, something that's already made and already has a fan base, I think you got to be careful with like, because I think they get away with a lot of, um, kind of weak, uh, storytelling and weak spectacle, you know, whereas a movie that's like a new movie, like they actually have to be creative about it. They actually have to really think it out because people will be much harsher on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like now, like, um, with these comic book movies though, the more they're coming out, the more we're getting a little bit more picky and more refined about them too. Yeah. So they are getting better because, you know, cause now that there's more out, it's like, people are more selective about what they want. Mm-hmm. Whereas when superhero movies were first coming out, people were kind of like, Oh, they made a superhero movie into a movie. That's cool. Regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like I, I recently went and saw, um, wonder woman and I really quite liked it. Uh, and part of the reason I liked it is that I'm like, it was actually a story that I cared about. I actually cared about wonder woman. Like it was, like the, there was, and I think that might been out of kind of necessity that so many people are probably very unfamiliar with the story of Wonder Woman that in many ways, when they wrote the script, they had to make sure that they told enough of the story for people to access it. Because I remember going into it, the, the girl who sold, um, sold us the tickets said, she's like, it's a little bit slower. She's like, but I liked it. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause it's like a two and a half hour movie or something like that. And by a lot of like film, like superhero film standards, it is slower. Like there's a lot more, you know, personal scenes that are going on. Like yeah, there's certainly the scenes of spectacle in it as well. The action that's like, that was done really well and was really like just as good as anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is like all those scenes, like they were, they were way better because there weren't as many mm. in, in some regard, you know, yeah. it was like, and, and it also meant something like the characters. I liked all of the characters. Like is, was it like a redefine, like a genre redefining superhero film? No, I don't think so, but it was done at an extraordinarily high caliber considering what we've already seen so far mm. to me, I thought it was, it's, it's one of the best that we've seen yeah, anything so. necessarily new. No, not really, but it was still very, very, very good. It was very good as not just as a superhero film. I thought it was actually just a really, really great film with great characters, a great story, great themes, great ideas, great things. It was trying to like kind of express. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, and that's been said by, especially like for, um, female audiences as well. Like I, I really enjoyed it, but there were moments in it where I, I said, 
I understand why many women are having as strong a reaction to this film as they are. Um, I have friends who said that they were in tears watching it for like happy tears, like watching it because, um, because of just like the, how empowering I can imagine it's, it has been Mm. for, for a lot of women. And I, I was like, I get it. Like I've very rarely seen women shown in this way in film. Mm. That was a way that I, it was kind of like, it broke some, some barriers for me actually. It was that it was like, Oh, I've never really seen women shown this way before in film. Right. It was like, I I get why people are having such a strong reaction to it. And so it was a great film. Like it was a great movie in its own right. Uh, let alone from just being a genre type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, well, but yeah, so we're talking about, uh, not finding like, this is, I don't know. I think we're going along all right here. Uh, we're getting into some stuff, but yeah, we got into like, not, not fighting it, not fighting it, not fighting it when nothing, when you don't know what to do. Clearly we found some things to do and some things to talk about. Do we want to actually talk about what the title is about? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I mean, in many ways I feel like we're kind of illustrating how it's like, what happens if you just like kind of, sh- if you just show up and trust the process to a degree? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, uh, compared to all the other podcasts, how necessarily practical this one is or how it's like on point this one technically is so far. But, um, you know, I, I think sometimes like th- this is just how you got to do the creative process. You just got to talk some things out. You got to throw some things out there see if anything sticks. And then if something does, then you kind of go with it. And and if it doesn't, it's okay. I mean, I think the hardest thing as an artist, like is to feel like we always have to accomplish something and that, you know, there always needs to be a point. And, and, and I think a lot of creativity is sometimes there is no point. Sometimes it's simply like, you know, you just, you know, throw some, throw as much shit on the wall until something sticks. And then finally something sticks in it. And it might be at the end of your creative session, you know, like right by the end of the podcast, we go, Oh, that's what, that's what we needed to talk about. But mm. we didn't figure out till the end, but that was the success. You know, it, it, it took kind of going through the process, talking about a bunch of random different things before you stumble upon it. And I think that, you know, we, we're constantly in a world where, we're told to always know and always have the right answer and always be clear. And I think creatively you flourish more often by not knowing, by going into the unknown. And also you have to go into the unknown willing to have it not work, willing to fail, willing to, you know, just kind of stumble around and and never look at it as wasted time. Look at it as like, this was a, this was um, a time of just kind of you know, figuring it out. Cause I think it's sometimes like today, you, you know, I feel like I'm wandering around in the dark a little bit mm. and I'm trying to like stumble and like grab something and try and kind of figure out where I am, you know, and that's kind of the process that we're kind of taking on at the moment. And I think that, you know, y- you either like walk in, stumble around in the dark and you try it out and you, you figure out, see if you can find your way or you don't go at all. You know, you don't even do it. And I think it's always better to try. It's always better to like go in and at least creatively like try the thing out, you know, see if you can do it. Yeah. Because 
how often do we, you know, just say, Oh, you know what? It's not working. Let's just not do it at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'd say most people's dreams probably get crushed just in the fact they don't know what they're doing. And I mean, you know, there isn't, if there was a book, a handbook, everybody would use it and everybody would do it. Yeah. And I mean, there's countless books you can go to library and whatever, and you can read them and they won't give you the answers for a lot of things. And what's going to separate you from, I think the pack from, from everybody else who does it, you know, by the book is going to be that you go off and you write the book yourself by figuring out how to do it when you don't know what to do. Yeah. And that's, what's going to give you kind of an authority in a sense too, because you're going to learn how to function at the times when no one else can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing is too, is also it's, um, you know, not fighting is, is, is in many ways, like not overthinking it. You know, it's like, you know, you, you may wish that you were in a, in a different place and you had a better idea coming into something, but you know, one of the things I've discovered is that, that that's not always a guarantee of anything either. You can go into something and be like, I've got this great idea. And then you, you head into it and you're like, Oh, this is not going quite the way I thought. I thought it was going to be better than this, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's not necessarily to say that what's happened is bad either. It's sometimes because now you have an expectation. You're like, this is amazing. And now it has to be amazing. If it's not amazing, then it's like really defeating. Mm. Um, likewise, when you go in with feeling like you don't really have anything, which doesn't happen as often for us, I don't think because, you know, you don't typically start on something that you haven't, you don't feel like you've got it all figured out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is that it can be a very interesting part of the creative process in that it gives you a lot of room to discover something. And the important thing is just to begin, just start somewhere. Maybe it's shit. Maybe it's not quite, you know, amazing, but it'll do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this will do is all you need to get the ball rolling. Yeah kind of like today. Yeah. We're like, fuck, this will do mm-hmm. like, this will do for us for now. Like we were like, Oh, okay. All right. Let's, we got to record something. Yeah. You know, like we're here, we've shown up, there's beer. <laughs> like we're not, you know, we're not performing open heart surgery here. Yeah. You know, we're engaging in a creative process. And sometimes that means not knowing what you're working with, not knowing the direction you're necessarily heading in. Um, but showing up, we talk so much about just showing up with whatever you've got and how that just leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And now something's happening. Totally. So, well, let's, let's do this beer then. All right. Yeah. Do it early. Do it early. What is it? <laughs> you're <laughs> not going to, you're not going to give any, uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to give it a sip. Hold yeah. Give it some commentary for us. Well, it's, it tastes like, um, tastes like it's an ale. Uh, it looks like an ale. It's, it's good. It's tasty. It's, um, I mean, it's been going down pretty quick. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Um, yeah, I like it. It's good. That's all I got. All right. (laughs) You're right. It is an ale. It is. Okay. It is an ale. It is from Powell Brewery. Okay. And this is called Ode to Citra Pale Ale. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. It says, uh, 
Our West Coast style pale ale showcases the tropical juiciness <laughs> of the citra hop. Aromas of mango and passion fruit lead into flavors of sweet citrus with a subtle malt finish. Mm. Yeah, it's good. The, the fruity flavor makes it kind of more summery. Thank you. So, yeah, I thought it looked... I did somewhat buy it based on the on the label. Because I was like, that looks like fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Right on, right on. Well, um, all right. Well, let's keep, let's keep moving along. Let's keep not fighting it. <sighs> so, well, let me ask you another question. What are your, what's your biggest challenge right now? My biggest challenge right now is, um, I think is I, you know, some, my biggest challenge right now is in some ways is actually just like having a, a creative direction some degree. It's like, you know, like this sense of, of in some ways, a a restlessness to have to like, to really dive into something creative again, but not really knowing what I want to do. And also not necessarily having the time that I want to put into it. Right. Just like with other stuff in, in my life, like getting married and I'm going to other weddings and there's just, you know, like with, other sort of life stuff. I'm like, when am I going to just embark upon a new creative thing? And what's that going to be? Do I want to write something? Do I want to like invest myself back into like acting again? Or do I want to really push with like teaching people again? Because to me, that's also very much a part of it. You know, like to me, it's like teaching is another creative, and it's like, I've got all these creative outlets. I'm like, what do I really want to sink into? Mm. And so you end up kind of just in this state of like limbo. I'm like looking at all of these options and going, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I want to do. Mm. Like right now I'm just like, I'm, I'm managing to, you know, sort of satisfy and quench my creative thirst, uh, through the podcast and through, um, and just through writing a little bit of music right now, you know, nothing really like serious quote unquote, but Mm. like, you know, having a little bit of fun with, with writing some music and, uh, and I'm actually getting to getting together with some people tomorrow and we're going to, I'm going to take whatever I've, I've got. And we're, I think we're actually going to start laying down like a recording of this song that I've been working on. So that's exciting. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. It's very exciting. I, I, it was something I wasn't planning on doing for a while, but situation being what it is, this sort of friend who's helping me out, um, Shane Martin, who we had on the show, uh, back in like episode 90 something. Yeah. Think. Uh, check it out. He it was a great podcast with him and we're going to have him on again soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, with another musical guest who I'm very uh, excited about having on. Uh, but anyhow, uh, he's, uh, he's going to be leaving the province, uh, at the end of the month. So it's like, there is a bit of a sense of like, well, okay, we've got to just do it. Right. You know, cause he offered to help me out with it and I want him to help me with it. And, and so it's like, all right, I guess looking at my schedule over the next couple of weeks, there's not very many opportunities for this to happen. So when's he, how long is he doing for? 
uh, indefinitely. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's moving back to his hometown. Where's uh, his hometown? Uh, well, I mean, it's a small place, but, uh, basically Halifax. Okay. Uh, in Nova Scotia. So coast to coast. Wow. Um, and he's, uh, and he's going to be joining, uh, a band that was formed by, um, an old friend, musician friend of his over there. And, uh, it sounds great. I'm like, I can't wait to hear their music. Cause it's like a massive ensemble band. Like I think it, I, I can't remember, but it's like eight plus band members oh, wow. or something like horns, drums, guitars, bass, multi, like multiple singers, <laughs> like lots of pieces, um, happening there. So he's, uh, and I'm like, yeah, man, like go for it. You know? <laughs> he was going to go back cause he was going to like, Oh, I'm going to, go and study some carpentry, which is something that actually I think interests him. But he's like, oh, I've got a shot to play some music. There's a, there's a spot open for me. So I'm just going to go do it. Right. Um, so yeah, in many ways it's like, it's like, well, there's a spot open for me right now. so I'm just going to go and do it. Yeah. Right. So even though I feel like I'm a little bit not quite as prepared as I tell myself I want to be. Yeah. But like whatever, like it just creates an opportunity for, for someone else to have some input to put something else in that I maybe didn't think of. Mm. Right. And make it, you know, cause it's like you, if you get too possessive of something, like you might, you, you can easily miss out on, on terrific options. Right. Yeah. Mm. So that's, uh, that's kind of what's going on with me. That's cool. As it were. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, yeah, I'd say my biggest challenge right now is just figuring out what to do exactly because what I want to do is, uh, I'm actually with putting up this play. I I was talking with a friend of mine about, um, making a plan for everything and also with all the crowdsourcing stuff and making sure that it, it appeals to everybody who would want to be a part of it. Um, but I'd actually, you know, I don't don't know what the logistics of making this happen are, but I'd love to get this play to be like off Broadway or something in New York. Mm. And so I'm looking into now, like what it would actually take to make that happen. Right. What would be the steps required? And, and, you know, um, so that's kind of exciting, but also like kind of daunting at the same time, because I'm like, well, you know, what do I got to do and how do I got to do it? And it's all new to me. And, and how many pieces do I got to put together? Um, I mean, it'll be a victory just to put it up as a play, but, um, to actually make it like a legitimate play where there's like a big run and like, maybe it gets toured around and, and all that would be really cool, you know? So, and it's something that I'm entertaining now. So figuring out, you know, what do I got to do? Who do I got to invite? How, how long of a run do I need to have initially, you know, what are the logistics to like, you know, get it off the ground and get it taken seriously. Yeah. And you know, how do I, how do I get enough publicity or marketing or whatever, um, to actually make that possible? I mean, the thing is, is I guess from what I understand right now is that you kind of need to get some positive reviews and things like that. And then that way, you know, uh, maybe you can, you can get into bigger theaters and such. I'm not really sure. So anyway, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I never went to theater school. I mean, I kind of did some theater classes, but I never really went to theater school and, and, you know, they never, 
they, they taught us a few basics. I mean, there was an acting class and I did a stage class at one point, but it was so like elementary, you know what I mean? Mm. So, um, I did learn a bit, but you know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because I'm going to have to like, just be doing research and finding out, you know, how plays get on to Broadway or off Broadway or whatever. Right. And like what's required of that and who you need to know and who you need to talk to and how much money you actually need to have to put that up. And, um, you know, so it'll be interesting. I mean, it's an interesting pursuit. I've always pursued film. Yeah. I've never really pursued theater. So it's new territory. Uh, yeah. It's like starting, it's like starting a new, but it's exciting. And I think like theater for me is something I'm very interested in right now as a writer and as an actor. So, you know, I think I'll venture into that further and further and we'll see what happens, see what I discover as I come along. And I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of this stuff, it's like, you don't, you know, I think it's good to have an idea of where you want to go and like figure that out and then go down the road. And if you decide, well, you go down the road, you're like, ah, this was, isn't what I really want. That's okay. But I think it's at least going out to try it and figure it out. Yeah. The hardest thing though, is just doing something that I don't know how to do, you know, Mm -hmm. something I have like no experience in and like, um, don't really know who to talk to. I mean, Vancouver is not a good, like, well, I shouldn't say good. It's not a very like depthy theater town. I mean, we have a very like small, um, political cliquey little market. Yeah. You know what I mean? where the people who do theater here tend to just do theater for each other. Yeah. They don't do theater for like the rest of the world. Like people don't come to Vancouver to like watch theater really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you're in New York, people come from all over the world and like they go to watch theater, you know, people go to London, they go to London. Yeah. They go, you know, yeah. so you know where I'm going to have to reach out to people who are not from here, you know, I'm going to have to get and, you know, I've been reading this book actually, and it tells you about a little bit about how to connect to people who are not in your immediate circle and how to kind of, you know, find mentors or connections that are outside of that and and what to do and the way to go about it and how to communicate with them. But I mean, that's going to be kind of one of those steps that I'm going to need to do because I can, I can learn a certain amount on my own, but just to have someone around who have the experience. And I had a producer actually the other day recommended me for a job And this was, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that gets you into the door. Um, but recommended me for a job for writing job. And like this producer I've worked with before said, you know, like Brandon's like the best in the city as a writer. So to have someone be able to say that for me, can this already opened up some really big doors? I'm not going to, it's a very, very big producer who, who I was referred to. I'm not necessarily going to like, talk about all that yet. We'll see what happens with it. Mm -hmm. But it's exciting because once one person will vouch for me, then I can get, you know, I can kind of make my way. So my hope with theater is that hopefully this play that I've written will turn some heads and then people will kind of help me do a little bit heavy lifting just by, you know, uh, you know, referring me or vouching for me as I go forward. Cause it's, you know, I think the hardest thing is when you begin is like, especially as a creative is, you know, does anyone like, like, are you actually good at what you do or not? Right. And, and I don't, and what I found too, as a writer, it's not as much about people reading your script as much as it is about people talking about your script. Mm. So you have a great script, but if someone says it's great, 
like who has some like credibility that actually goes a lot farther a lot of time than even having a really great script. Yeah. Like having a great script is one thing, but having a great script that someone recognizes a great script, like that's like 10, 10 times more valuable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, have a great script period, but the great script alone, I don't like, I don't know if it necessarily, um, cause people get excited. Like if someone else likes something, then like, I think the psychology is another person goes, Oh, if you like it, then it must be good. So let me read it. And they already read it with the filter framing of it must be good. Yeah. And so they look for, for why to like it. If you give your script to a reader who like is looking for why it's crap, they're going to find why it's crap a lot of the time. You know what I mean? But like, it could be really good. Yeah. So it's an interesting process of kind of, you know, uh, phone communications, connections, meetings, things like yeah. that. It'll be interesting, but this is my, this is my current kind of challenge and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not it's a terrible adventure. challenge. Yeah, to have, no, it's you good. Know? It's good. It's it, just kind of a little daunting. And a yeah. Little you know, of, I think the thing is like, and part of it in to get sort of back to, um, what we came into this with as our sort of our topic is that it's like, you know, we get so sometimes daunted by these things like, Oh, well, I don't know what I exactly want to, do. I don't know how I'm going to do this and blah, blah. And so we start, that's kind of like when we start fighting Yeah. with nothing really in particular, like really the fight that's going on is with ourselves. It's like, and our, our own insecurities and our own sense of like, how do, how am I going to do this? Can, can I do this? I don't know if I can do this, you mm. know? And it's, but you have no idea one way or the other, right. Until you actually start stepping into it. Mm. Um, and so it's like, yeah, it's, it's, this is, this is an interesting talk that we're having. And I mean, and it's going into all sorts of interesting directions. <laughs> um, this whole idea of like not fighting because you, we do find ourselves at times, not, it's pretty rare actually like when I think of just in terms of, as far as this podcast where we get together and we're like, what the hell are we going to do? Yeah. What the hell are we going to say? Right. What are we, what, what's something valuable that we can talk about? Um, at least that we feel is valuable because ultimately, again, you never really know what somebody else is going to find valuable. We start with whatever we think might be valuable just for ourselves. Um, and in some ways this is no different. It's just like, okay, well, yeah, like we're, we're fighting this how do we, how do we do this? And and we've kind of stumbled upon some interesting things. Like, I like that you asked the question of like, what's a highlight, you know, earlier on, you said, what's a highlight from, you know, your acting career? Because to me, sometimes like helping, like it, it is somewhat taking a breath in asking that question. I mean, if you're whatever sort of discipline art that you're involved with, if, if you find yourself, you know, you're listening to this right now and you're like, well, what, ask yourself, what, what's a highlight been for you so far? What's been a great moment for you in your artistic career, right? Or you just, your artistic, you know, anything. Hmm. What's been a highlight for you? I think that's crucial in, in actually like, it's, I think it's more impactful and profound than, than you might be aware of is when you asked it is that connecting our, it helps us reconnect to our joy of what we do, Mm. which to me is kind of like, well, that's pretty much why we do it. 
you know, like it's the, why we, we, um, want to create art. I mean, why we do lots of things, there could be any number of answers for that, but why we feel a certain compulsion to create as artists, you know, whether it's painting, sculptures, music, films, actors, um, you know, just any visual artists or what have you. It's like, what, what, why do we, why do we want to do this shit? Mm. Right. And because that's, that's beyond, you can't necessarily logic yourself into, into wanting to do it. Right. Like you can't, because there's not, it's really not very logical because anybody who goes into an arts is, you know, knows the sort of the challenges that they may face that are very commonly faced. Um, and we, I think we can understand that with how within our society, we understand that people who go into these things have lots of people around them, friends, family, whatever, who are just like, Oh, well, what's your backup plan? What's, you know, like there's this, there's this whole thing because why? Because yeah, it's based on our culture and our world and our society today. It's not really logical to do it. Right. Um, so the, why we do it is somewhere within that realm of joy. It's like, because it just, it makes you happy. Mm -hmm. It just, it brings you, it brings you a feeling. It brings you something. And so to ask yourself the question of like, well, what's a highlight for me that that's happened to me in my life so far, right? Find something, don't judge it, whatever, whatever it sort of is, Mm. right? Like maybe it was like a, something that you had done in high school or some little sketch that you gave to a friend, you know, or a, or a song that you wrote in your bedroom one time. And it was just, there's something about it. Reconnecting to that thing helps you reconnect to the why you do it, Mm. to the feeling of why you do something. And it helps you to stop fighting it, you know, because I think that's, it's, it's a question to start to re-engage that sort of playful side of you, that, that, that joyful element that wants to do right. And once you start to have that play re-enter, then there's not quite so much fight that's going on. Hmm. It's almost a nice little brain hack that you just uh, presented there. (laughs) Well, that's good. Questions are good. You know, questions open up the mind and they give you a frame to like, look at things. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you want great answers, ask great questions. They say, um, or ask fun questions. Yeah. You want fun, ask fun questions. You know, if you want to be disempowered, ask yourself disempowered questions, disempowering questions. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I such a loser? (laughs) (laughs) And your brain will try to figure out an answer. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, this has been a good talk, man. I, I feel like we've had like a, a pretty solid chat. I don't really know if there's much more to get into unless you do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily know. I've just been kind of like spitballing with whatever's <laughs> what, you know, like with whatever's here, whatever's been presented as it's been coming up. Yeah. You know, it's not like, 
yeah, like I had a lot of stuff lined up for this as far as, oh yeah, so we're having this, this conversation. So I'll, I'll touch on these points. It's like, well, okay, let's just actually, to me, this was partially an experiment, mm-hmm. this one, which was like, okay, so we'll talk a little bit about not fighting it. But within that, we're actually just going to go with not fighting it. Yeah. You know, like the conversation is that's, let's just go with that. Yeah. Let's just go with whatever's happening. And in some ways, this conversation may somewhat illustrate some of the ideas that we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. which is that, okay, you know what, maybe perhaps in retrospect, we'll look at this podcast and we'll say, okay, it was a little bit unfocused, perhaps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no idea what this is going to be like after we've listened <laughs> to it again, or what it'll be like for somebody listening to it for the first time. But I am fairly confident in saying, well, it wasn't shit. <laughs> this wasn't shit. There was actually some interesting, I, I was interested in, in, about many of the things that we discussed today and seeing as how we started from a place of, I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. I have no energy to do this shit right now. I kind of just want to go and like bake in the sun because Lord knows I need it. (laughs) Um, and just in that place and really feeling like just like unmotivated, unenergized, uninspired, but you show up and Hey, you know what? It might not be brilliant what's just happened here, but it wasn't awful. Mm-hmm. Like there was some I think there was still some good stuff that came out of this this talk. Yeah. And uh and you know, if you just let go of of judging what it's supposed to be and your expectations as to what's supposed to happen, what's good and what's bad and whatever, just like, you know, accept where you're at, let it rip. Start somewhere and just go and let it be shit, but let it be great too. I yeah. guess that's also kind of my wrap up then. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that's, I mean, that's what I'm going to take away from this is like, cause you know, there's some stuff that like with this game, this play and, and just venturing into the idea of, could this be an off Broadway play? Or even if this play that I've written isn't, and it's another one that I write, I mean, you know, it'll still be worth it to go venture into this. And so like, just going and trying it out. I mean, I think the thing is, is that with this particular podcast, I kind of, you know, I'm like, Oh, well, I want to know what I'm talking about. And I want to like, you know, I want to have the energy. I want to have all the right things in place and all this. And I'm like, okay, well, I have none of the right things in place. I'm low on energy and I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. And, um, you know, and it feels like, uh, I got my environment working against me where it's super hot and whatever. And I'm just like, okay, just go do it. You know what I mean? Go do it, see what happens. And I think that's so much a part of it. So I think like for me, like, yeah, I think it does illustrate that. I I hope so. I hope that's what people can take away from it. But like what I'm taking away from it is, yeah, just go do it. You know, you're not going to have the answer. I'm not going to have the answers. I'm not going to know everything right away. I don't know how it's going to work out. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't necessarily, the environment, you could say, okay, the environment Vancouver is working against me. It's not like a big theater town, you know, all the things that you can find that stop you from doing what you want to do. And then, you know, for me is going, okay, well just do it anyway. Just show up, just try it out, 
just learn to see what happens. And I think that, you know, what I'm getting from this is that it might not be pretty, but you'll, you'll get somewhere further, you know? So this has been good for me. I mean, just talking it out has been good for me. And it's, um, I'm glad I did it instead of being like, oh, let's just call this off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I think that's so easy to do. I think it's so easy to just call it off and be like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it another day or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think like, you know, have some beer, enjoy the process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't me don't fight it. Don't fight it. That's what I'm thinking. Go with it. Go with it. That was our show for today. Thanks a lot for listening and being a part of this. If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Or you can learn more and message us at www.thebndpodcast.com. Oh, and make sure to leave a comment and rate us on iTunes. That will really help us out a lot. It definitely will. Thanks. Thanks.